You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. everyone and welcome back to the preppy podcast. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. I had a week full of travel last week so it is nice to be home but I have to say if any of you guys are in business or thinking about going into business one thing I highly recommend is attending some sort of a conference. So last week I attended the New England Coastal Creative Conference and the Southern Sea. Um, And I think these are great ways to invest in yourself and your business. Whenever I go to them, I leave feeling refreshed and ready to take charge of my business with new ideas. I also make so many great connections there, which help my business or just, you know, make friends in general. Um, So I definitely check that out. This isn't an ad or anything. This is just my own personal advice to anyone in business. And those are two organizations that I really love and always try to attend their events. Um, But let's get into the podcast for this week. Today, I am chatting with Jennifer, the owner of Millie Marie, which makes luxury Pima cotton pajamas and children's clothing. I love her story because she talks about how she's not the original founder, but she has taken over now, um, which I think is you know, an interesting perspective to talk about. Not everyone that I've interviewed has started their business that way. So we'll talk all about that. We'll talk about how she's changing the business, um, some of her struggles and triumphs along the way so far. And it's just a really fun conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy. All right. So why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? Hi, my name is Jennifer Hanneman. Um, I currently live in New Orleans, Louisiana, and I own a clothing brand um, called Millie Marie. Um, it's Millie Marie of Louisiana, but our kind of our do business name is Millie Marie Pima because most of our items, if not 99% of them, are all Peruvian Pima cotton. And they are so soft. I have been living in mine. Um, and I'm not even just saying that. Like, they are my favorite. I'm like, I have to wash them so that I can wear them again. Like, I go through the wash a lot quicker that way. But we're going to talk a little bit more about your brand um, in a little. But before we get to that, I want to kind of start more towards the beginning. Like, Did you grow up in Louisiana? What was your childhood like? Were you into fashion or entrepreneurship? What were you like as a child? So um, I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, and um, my family later moved us to rural, like a very farm town, um, North Mississippi kind of an area. So I grew up more in the country, um, but my parents always owned businesses in Memphis. So it was about a 45-mile drive in, but we were always in and out of Memphis, but most of the time we stayed down in Mississippi. So um, I guess I was more raised in Mississippi, born in Memphis. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was a city child going into a country life. And it was very, very interesting. Um, But 
lived there, um, never really in or thought about fashion, always loved to shop, always had to be dressed just so. And I felt like more of my style kind of came in, you know, meeting new friends when I went to my new high school in Mississippi. And, you know, it was that true Southern, you know, everybody had the cute socks and the little sweaters and we were matching. And I feel like that's where we're kind of more of my prep started to develop, mm-hmm. even though I lived out in the country. Um, and from high school, I went on to Ole Miss. And so I was, um, I started Ole Miss in 1996 and pledged a sorority, met the best friends of my life. Um, most of them in our little group, there was about 10 of us who are still now friends and about 80% of us were from Louisiana. Um, I'd never even, I didn't know what Louisiana was. I just, my parents really didn't travel too much unless we were going to Florida or like Nashville or something like that. So um, we traveled a bit to Louisiana and I fell in love with Louisiana. Um, We did Mardi Gras, we did all the fun things. And then I kind of moved on with my life. Um, I was a pre-nursing major. And so I transferred out of Ole Miss and finished my nursing major at Baptist College of Health Sciences in Memphis. So my first job was actually a nurse. (laughs) So I was was a nurse for a few years. I guess I'm still a nurse. Um, I can still do PRN and I have in the past. But um, that's where I started. And, um, and I, I was like, I put my head down and I had to finish nursing. So I did two years in a hospital. And one of my patients actually hired me out of the hospital to be a pharmaceutical sales rep. So then I started traveling around doing that. I did medical sales um, in and out of like Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, um, moved to Florida for a stint. And then I ended up in Chattanooga and Knoxville. Um, and that is where one of my Louisiana friends um, said, Hey, my friend, Stephen, who you met when you were 18 is single again. And I know you are. So we started dating. And a few months later, I was engaged and getting ready to move to New Orleans. So, oh my gosh. That's a lot. <laughs> no, I love that. That's how I ended up in New Orleans, and his whole family is from here. My parents are still in, um, they moved actually from our family farm. They now live right outside of Nashville, but I will be here in New Orleans, unless we sink, I guess, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, that is where my home base is now. That's wonderful, and so it sounds like you did um, some traveling, kind of living all over the South a little bit. It sounds like um, someone spotted your, I want to say like entrepreneurial spirit or um, like go-getterness or even maybe um, they, they spotted something special in you when they when you were working at the hospital and then recruited you for medical sales, right? Yeah, it was strange. I just stayed late and was chatting with one of my patients and he was like, you know, just very inquisitive guy. And he was in sales. What do you want to do? I was like, well, I, you know, I don't know, maybe I want to travel. Um, I'm, you know, this is kind of, you know, running its course here and I want to do something different, but I really still love my patients. So he's like, well, I have this position open. You might be really great at it. 
And it had always been in the back of my mind that that may be something fun to do, like traveling around, not making my own schedule. I really, you know, I hated clocking in and out of a you know, 6.30 to sometimes 7.30 or 8 at night. It's just rough. And any nurse can tell you it is it is a rough <laughs> life in the hospital. And I really did. I flourished. I loved it. And then I decided that medical sales was the next thing for me. And everyone told me, no, you, you're not, you can't go from pharmaceutical to medical and you don't have the background. But again, put my nose down, found um, a company and then I sold lab products, which, you know, it, it was, it was a, it was a learning curve. And it was a good learning curve. And um, I really loved it. Traveled around a lot with um, Johnson & Johnson. And then when I finally moved to New Orleans, I found a company called Becton Dickinson. And it, it was medical sales as well, but something very different. Again, I had to learn something new. But then I had my two precious babies, <laughs> my two Aww. IVF babies. Um, Taylor Ford it was my first. And... Um, I stayed working a little bit and then Kate came next two years later. And once she was here, it was just too difficult with all the schedules and starting schools and I was having to travel too much. So the family decision was made that I was going to stay home. Um, and by that time I was already, you know, when you get the, the little ones, I was, I was enthralled in all like the cute clothes and I got in all the groups and I was looking around and I was talking and <coughs> I really, really, that's kind of my, my migration into looking at all things like putting clothes together. That's where it really started. Okay. So you went from medical sales to being a stay-at-home <laughs> mom and then it sounds like you got, you know, into fashion dressing your little ones. So when and why did you decide to start your brand and tell me about that decision? So, I this is this is a strange story, I'll have to say. And it and it's one of those things I don't have to say it's from the very get-go, it was not I didn't mean to, you know, I, I really didn't yeah. mean to. I've always loved monogramming, like, or just having like initials on something. I always thought it, you know, it was so special. And especially even for my little ones, like even if it was just like a little name on something, but I always, always loved it. And um, when I was home from Kate, I was like, started trying to do all these like things at school and be more efficient and how can I help here, help there. But I was still like, like I said, very into clothes. And I was like, I need something to do. Like I'm home, but like, I've got to have something to do. So um, I went to have something monogrammed and they told me it was going to be like so long to do it. I'm like, you know what? This is crazy. I, why can't I do this? So my friend had a little machine and she sold it to me and it was just like a little baby machine. I still have it. It sews and you can do monogramming on it. It's very small. So I taught myself how to use it. Um, it took a while, lots of YouTube videos, lots of, you know, messing stuff up and sewing things together and going to classes and just, I really just put my head down into it. And once I got, okay, then I went and bought a bigger machine. I was like, Oh, now this is more fun. Now I'm doing stuff and I can monogram for my kids. And then I'd have people ask me to do stuff for them. 
Um, and then I was like, oh, well, maybe I can do this and make some money at it. And like, that would be something on the side, you know, a little spending money. So yeah. I got the larger machine and now I'm looking at three large machines. I'm in my back room, you know, <laughs> so I have three six needles. So, um, I started taking on a lot of work. I actually formed a company called Lola Ford and Lola Ford was just monogramming. So I would do all these like beautiful dresses, like those little pleat dresses. And I would do like the frozen princesses on them. Or um, I even did some work for another brand and then she would, you know, resell some of my stuff. So I did that until it got to the point where I was like, I am only one person. <laughs> I cannot do all this work. Um, and I kind of cut back on that a little bit. Um, with that still going, that company no longer exists. However, okay. I was it was a Sunday and I was on Facebook looking at clothes, looking at monogramming, and I saw this beautiful coat. And it was this little pink coat that um, the Duchess was wearing. And then I saw this lady that I'd recognized for some of the Facebook groups and she was the rep for it. So I sent her a message thinking, okay, maybe on Monday or Tuesday, this lady who owns this will get back to me. Well, immediately I got a message back and it was from um, Angie and Angie was like, Oh, I can help you with this right now. And she was so lovely. I mean, this is a Sunday. I just didn't expect that. So yeah. what I found out from Angie is one, I bought the coat. Um, it's a Marais coat. And if you don't know them or have them, they have ladies coats and they have children's coats. They are phenomenal. They're beautiful. Um, they're, I can't say enough about the company, but she also owned Millie Marie. Okay. So she told me, do you have any of my pajamas? And I was like, no. And so then we started talking about her pajamas and I offered to host a trunk show for her. So that's kind of how Millie Marie, in my mind, was started. She founded okay. the company in 2017 and then I fell in love with her company at the end of 2017 and we forged a friendship. Oh, wow. I love that. I love how, first of all, you know, I think a lot of, especially stay-at-home moms, they need something for themselves they end up finding. So it sounded like at first it was kind of this hobby where you're just going to monogram some things for your kids. Then people started asking you for monogramming their things. You're like, oh, this could be a business opportunity. This could be something fun. Um, and then it evolved. And now now you're talking to this woman on Facebook about her Facebook. company. <laughs> so, which like, I love social media. You'd be surprised how many people I interview and talk to who do Instagram or Facebook, like business deals are made or they find their manufacturers or um, it, it's just wild. It was completely just out of the blue. It really was. And I think out of the blue, but at the same time, it was the start of a beautiful relationship that turned into a friendship that now is my business. And I get like a little teary eyed because she's just the nicest lady. <laughs> sorry. But like, it was just so lovely. So basically what I told her that day was, I remember I was in like my, my master bathroom and I'm trying to get this coat for my daughter, which I still have. I mean, it's so lovely. But she goes, do you know anything about my pajamas? And I was like, no. And then she, and I'll, and then she started telling me a little bit about them. I'm like, well, would you like me to host a trunk show for you? And it kind of took her back. She goes, but you don't even, 
you don't have any yet. You don't know if they're like good or bad. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll buy some then. <laughs> so I was just trying to be helpful. And that would be, and to me, that sounded fun. Well, maybe I can help this lady out and have friends over. So I bought some pajamas. They came and I was like, oh gosh, these are amazing. So I bought a mm-hmm. pair for Kate and a pair for me. And I was like, I'm, I'm in love. So um, I called Angie. I'm like, let's do this. I will host a trunk show for you. So we had a trunk show at my house, invited all my friends and family, and it was successful. But the best part about it was, one, I got to meet Angie. And then two, I got to hear the story about how she started Millie Marie. Mm -hmm. And as lovely as the clothes are, the story behind it is exquisite. It truly is. Oh, well, tell us that. Okay. So Millie Marie is named after Miss Angie's um, grandmother, Mildred Ann Marie. So (laughs) Miss Angie's husband is a pilot and he's been a pilot with Delta for a long time. And they did a lot of traveling where they were and they can fly for free because he's, you know, um, he's been around for so long. He has seniority. So they they decided, okay, we're flying somewhere and their flight got canceled. And he goes, okay, we can't go there. Where do you want to go? So they're like standing in the airport. Where are we going? So she was like, well, you know, what about Peru? Because what about Lima? She was, I know they have Peruvian Pima cotton and she had two daughters. One of her daughters has children and the baby had eczema. She And Miss Angie can sew, she can smock, she can do everything. She's so talented. She goes, let's go get some Pima. That would be awesome. So they go to Lima and, and they can't find Pima. And it's like, it's, this is where you get Pima. She was like, you should have seen it. Uh, I've seen the pictures. So like in the marketplace where the town people go, she goes, there just weren't any. She goes, I went back to my hotel and I started emailing people that had manufacturers, you know, manufacturers. She goes, I emailed probably 10 or 12 people. One person got back to her and that was Patricia. And Patricia is still my manufacturer. Patricia invited her to her, um, where she did her business. And Angie went in and just started asking questions. And she was just so amazed that all these women were there working and Patricia shared with her that her mother had done this too and that they go out and they they teach the women how to be more of an entrepreneur for themselves and not get cheated and she had all these um payback programs and she was teaching the ladies these sewing techniques so angie just spent a lot of time there she started asking questions like well who does this and what she found out was that there was a lot that went into it and a lot that patricia gave back to these ladies in in the community and even like the hand stitching there was these ladies that she would utilize up in the hills and it paid them a living wage and Mm -hmm. angie thought that was just so lovely she goes well i mean i know how to sew and I, i have patterns i'm gonna why can't i bring a brand into the u.s and do this so that's really how it started was with a few pieces of just you know, baby stuff, Layette. And um, her daughters had traveled a bit and they were thinking about the company. They decided on the name, but they really wanted a story behind it because of how beautiful it was and the helping and the hope around that the entire process. 
So one of her daughters had traveled and heard of this, this it was a South American tale about a hummingbird and the tale, it, it, it could be in length, but basically there was this tale of, that they told children and we call it the legend of the hummingbird. So basically a fire erupted in a forest and all of the animals rushed to the stream because their area was on fire and this little hummingbird was looking around and she was, she didn't say much. She went to the stream and she pulled up some water and she started putting her little droplets on the fire and all the other animals make fun of her. What are you doing? You can't help. You're just one person or you're just one animal. And they all mocked her and they're like, the flames are so big and you were so small and she just kept flying, doing the best she could. And then finally, they're like, what are you doing? In her tiny little voice, she said, I'm doing what I can. Mm. So we, we think and we believe, and Angie thought this as well, we're helping these few. I mean, there's just a, a handful of people that we do help over there, mm-hmm. but we're doing what we can. And yeah. what if everybody did what they could? Like how much... Yeah. How much help would we provide all over the, you know, in, in the United States or anywhere else? But these ladies mm-hmm. are getting a living wage and supporting their families. So mm-hmm. a lot of our pieces, if you look, we'll have a hand-stitched hummingbird that we pay them extra to do. And most often than not now, all of our layette has an intricate piece on it. I have a lot of new pieces coming out with um, little ducks and different things, but we pay them extra we don't keep any of that money and you're getting a luxurious beautiful product but in in the same turn you're doing good because we're keeping these ladies with work Mm -hmm. I love that and it sounds like I mean Angie and Patricia sound like wonderful women and to to have this business with them and um I just think it's so amazing Well, I know it's like, I've said a lot about that and I really wasn't even involved at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew about the company and then she shared that story with me and I was just like, oh, I really love this story. I mean, because I just have just, just like a special place. Like we're helping someone. This is not just, I'm getting like, and it is the best Peruvian Pima cotton. We trust our manufacturer. We know where everything is coming from. But with all that said, I loved that company all through the years. And then in 2020, Angie called me, I mean, you know, during COVID, (laughs) she called me and she was like, Jen, I know you love Millie Marie so much and I can't do this anymore. It's ready to move on to the next phase. And I, I want you to have Millie Marie. And without even, without a second word, I said, yes, I uh, definitely. And so I, yeah. packed up my, I packed up my stuff and went to her house and we started working on how can I transition the company that I own it. So that's how I came to have Millie Marie. So it's been a bit of a trial and tribulation going through COVID and because most of the sales and everything was done through trunk shows. Um, and, and now it's not. And, um, just more of the fact that you, you know, people were scared for you to come in their home. You know, we were going through a pandemic. 
So tell me then a little bit about you taking over um, Millie Marie and some of the things that you're doing and that's different and where the company is now. So I, when I took over, um, like I said, most everything was trunk shows, online, word of mouth. Um, we had a lot of, we had good customers. They, she had a decent following. Um, and I basically, I was like, <laughs> I've never run a company before. <laughs> I mean, I've ran my little companies, you know, mm-hmm. my territories, but I've never like taken hold of this, but I looked at it. It's during COVID. I'm like, there, we have to do something else. So, mm-hmm. um, I felt like we were in a position like a transition and I knew this product was so lovely and wanted to share it more. And I, I asked a few friends and reached out to some people that I knew in Atlanta that have showrooms and different things and decided that I need to flip this model. So the model before was not probably nine, well, 80% trunk shows, 20% online and or selling via Instagram or something. So now I flipped the model and now we're selling probably 75% um, into retail stores and I'll do about 25% online. Um, And if someone asks me to do a trunk show, I'm more than happy to only because Mm -hmm. this product, like it's okay to look at it, but I honestly think that like you need to touch it. You need, exactly. to feel it. you need to see it up close. And that's where I thought like retail would be good because mm-hmm. once someone touches it, feels it, you know, if a lady tries it on, they're sold. Mm-hmm. So that is where we are now. Um, I have done a lot of, I've done some shows. I'm in two different um, showrooms. Um, I'm in the James Paul apparel showroom in Atlanta for my ladies wear. And um and the gentleman that owns that showroom is a lifelong friend. I could not say more about my friend, James. He is just the most <laughs> amazing person. And he gave me the opportunity to be in his showroom. And then the other showroom for the children's layette, I'm in um, Lulu Bebe, which is also in Atlanta. And um, Linda Malik owns that. And again, she <laughs> she is an angel. She has helped me so much. She knows a lot about the children's world and um, just different designs or she'll give me feedback. She is almost like a second mother. She's been so lovely to me and um, she's really helped me get Millie Marie out into retail. So right now that's where, that's where we are. We're getting new designs in and we're keeping the basics, um, and we're trying to get more lady stuff out there, but, um, yeah, that's kind of where we are right now. And I think that's a great decision. You know, like you said, you really have to feel it. Having your products myself, like the feel, they're just so comfy, so soft and almost have a, like a a coolness to the touch, which I love. Um, so when you, uh, took over then, did you have to redo the website or like, social media or anything like that? Or was that kind of already ready for you? Um, (laughs) social media was there. Um, there was, you know, an Instagram following probably like 1900 followers, I guess, but, um, it needed, I mean, it needed some work 
and, yeah. and Angie, I mean, she would, she tell you right now, she's like, I mean, this is just not my forte. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, I'm trying, but you know, I'm a little older. I'm not into this. So the website, um, was basic, very basic. Okay. So I have gone through probably two different transitions and about to go on to my third transition for a website. Um, I'm learning as I go as well. Um, setting up a wholesale portal, um, doing some of those things. Because as much as I, I'll tell someone to call me, I'm like, I'll help you write an order. People do like to go on and just place their orders. Um, so um, new website coming in should be hopefully this week. Um, not oh. too many changes. Um, I've gone through multiple photographers. I've gone through multiple marketing people. Nothing has been the absolute best fit yet. Um, okay. But I, um, the, the company I've worked with most recently was Owlish out of Baton Rouge. And they were, they were more um, instrumental in, in helping me with the website. So they've been Lights out, wonderful there. And then I have a new photographer named um, Georges Menes, who's fantastic. So all the little things that go into it that add up to be like um, monster things, like, you know, putting a website together are finally coming together. Um, but I'll have to say, like, if someone hears this and they're like, oh, you should do this or I have an idea. I mean, reach out to me because I'm always, you know, looking for ideas, um, especially with marketing. Yeah. So, you know, you have sort of an interesting position of taking over a company. So I'm curious, what would you say the hardest part is in, in that and owning a business in working with Millie Marie? Like what's the hardest part for you? The hardest part is, I'm doing it alone right now. Like I have people that help me, but I wish I had more of someone to like bounce things off of and, and not be my husband, you know, <laughs> like he's, he's a contract attorney and he deals with maritime, like boats and ships. And I ask him about like, you know, a layette piece and he's looking at me like Jen, I, you know, so it would be nice to have a partner or someone to partner with. Um, Because most of, you know, my list I make every day and I go down and A, B and C it, it's a lot. So that's the hardest part for me is to try to figure out what's the most important, do those first and then move down. And I don't like, I'm a people pleaser. I do not like to let anyone down. So that really is hard on me if I can't get to something right away or if someone I feel like may be displeased with me or um, I'm just wholeheartedly like invested because I don't, I want to be, I want to be the best, but I know I'm like, I'm spread a little thin, but things Mm -hmm. are starting to fall in line, you know, bigger storage space, bigger this, you know, we're, we're, we're making steps every day to make it bigger but I know that I'm gonna have to bring on other people because we're starting to grow and it's it's getting a bit overwhelming um and I I have a a friend and I would call her a mentor she owns a clothing line called Ripley Raider if you do not know Ripley Raider please find it somewhere it is the most amazing clothing ever 
She's oh. and she's amazing. Her husband's amazing. But she told me, she was like, you have to take just she was just like we did be the little engine that could just just mm -hmm. just keep going and take a little piece of the track and, and just keep and build and build and build and once you you start building everything will fall into line so i've tried to keep that in the back of my mind that we're still building and i'm just going to be the little engine that could too i'm just going to keep going <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, you just took over it not that long ago. And I think you've already made amazing steps. I mean, getting into showrooms, um, working with influencers, I see you working with influencers on your Instagram. Um, so I think you're doing great, honestly. Now, well, on the, the flip side of that question, Patricia, oh, the influencers have been hands down, one of the best things, besides word of mouth. But when it's not just an it's like an organic influencer for mm -hmm. like, for instance, um, Heather with raising NOLA girls, she's become a friend. She's, she loves my products. Like I'll try to like, to like, Oh my gosh, I'll give you the sweater. She's like, no, like she just is so lovely. And she does her, um, her Instagram. And she told me, she's like, I just really love to do this. I'm really not looking for this. She was, I'm a nurse. But she's just so real and yeah. she's been so helpful. Um, and I mean, everyone that I've worked with, I mean, I'll even people that Angie worked with before me, like, um, for instance, Meg Lux, how lovely is she? She doesn't know me from Adam. I've just sent her a few things and said, hey, I mean, I saw your pictures before and she'll put her little girl in something, you know, and it, yeah. it's just so nice. And, um, I have another friend here. Her name is Morgan Kraliski and she's, you know, fairly popular and we're friends, but she's, she's not fake. It really is real. Like this is her life. Like she was born to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll put my clothes on and she's like, Oh my God, these are amazing. I'm like, just little things like that, that, that yeah. I'll make the best customers just from that. Yeah, no, I, influencers are so great and kind of everyone has to have them in their business plan these days for marketing. Um, right. I want to ask you then, you know, we talked about the hardest part, but what's your favorite part? Like what brings you joy when it comes to your business? I really love making people happy. <laughs> I, I, I truly do. Like someone is pleased or like they call me and say, oh my God, this was perfect or I want to reorder or you know, that, that gives me joy. And the fact mm -hmm. that I'm continuing to build and I know how wonderful it is. I mean, I want to scream and shout it, but when someone else does and tells their friends that tells their friends, I mean, we're a small company. We, I mean, we hope to grow and, and be bigger one day, but sometimes, you know, I see like someone promoting like a larger company or this or that. I mean, I get it. I know how the world goes round and round, but I'm like, Oh, think about the little engine that could, what about yeah. something different? Or, you know, this isn't for everyone because the price points are all, you know, they're moderate. They're not out of bounds, but they're not mm -hmm. something that you would buy off of like Amazon or something because this, it, it caught, I mean, it, it's, it costs what it costs because it's expensive for us to make, but it is 
sustainable. It's durable. You can have this for a long time. I mean, some of these, we could, especially the baby pieces, we would consider heirloom because Peruvian Pima cotton is a long fiber and it's, it's not going to peel. It's going to be beautiful. Take care of it. And like, you can love this and pass it on. But I think the, just the best part of like, what makes me happy is someone calling and saying, your products are, are flying off our shelves and we're, we want more. <laughs> and I'm like, yay. Or, or someone needs a special gift and I get to like monogram something for them. I can do a little bit of hand stitching, but um, so if I have to hand stitch something sweet for someone, like that makes me so happy to make other people happy. I'm truly. Oh, the- that's so sweet. And I think your customers probably recognize that they recognize, you know, the joy that it brings you and the, the special touch that you put on their products then basically when they're buying it and that it means so much to you. I hope so. I really do try to put love into it. Definitely. So um, who would be your dream person to wear Millie Murray? Like whether it's a celebrity or a royal um, or maybe, you know, a big influencer, like who would be your dream if you could have anyone wear your products? It's a very good question. Um, I, I feel like, uh, especially the, for the ladies, I'll say, um, we don't do a lot of prints. Um, I try to stay, you know, fairly classic. That's the way I like to dress. Um, I feel like it's not going to come and go. You're not going to not pull that white, beautiful sweater out that goes with your jeans because it's not in style anymore. Like, so I think about that and I think about who would wear it. Um, and I always go back to, and you said Royal. I was like, I would love like Kate Middleton to wear like my white, like yeah. Sherry sweater with like kind of tucked in a little bit with some jeans, like out on the polo field. I think it would look so lovely on her. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's one of our transitions pieces and it can go as a lounge sweater. But then, I mean, I wear mine with jeans during the winter and I've seen even some other people online that'll tag me and they'll have theirs on too. It's just a great transition piece, but she just seems so lovely. Yeah. Um, she really does. And then the other person I think about just cause I think her clothes are like classic and pretty, um, is Reese Witherspoon. She's just so cute. Oh my God. She's so cute. And then, and then I am a huge fan (laughs) of Dolly Parton. Like, I know everyone these days loves Dolly, but like love Dolly. My daughter loves Dolly. Like it's just this huge deal. I'm like, I bet Dolly would love some of my like lounge pieces. Yeah. Especially the pink. (laughs) The pink, right? I'm like, Dolly needs this in her life. Yeah. I think she needs this in her life. And if I could, I don't know. I'm like, maybe I can just like wrap something up and like sweetly send it to her. I don't know. I don't know how those (laughs) kinds of things work, but, um, but yeah, that's who I I have in mind. I think those are great answers. And it's funny because the most popular answer to that question is always Reese Witherspoon. Kate Middleton is definitely next, but I I don't think I've gotten Dolly before. So I like that. (laughs) Oh, I'm I love Dolly. We saw Dolly. We, my husband took a sabbatical this summer and we, we went everywhere. We, we, we relived my husband's like childhood basically uh-huh. the whole summer and I had to work from like 
hotels and bed and breakfasts and all these things. But we went to Dolly World and we got rained out one day. So we had to go back like a day and a half later. And she was actually there. And we, I was like feet from her, like pictures, but like it, it was amazing. I was like, I actually got to see Dolly. Like it was just like, I looked back, my husband was like tearing up. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that. It was it was really, really it was an experience. So um gosh, yeah, I love Dolly so much. You'll have to go back and then next time come with some of your pieces and just hand them to her. And I'd be like, I just need you to wear this, okay? Yeah. You're gonna love it. So since this is the Preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? So how would you describe Preppy? I would say, I, I remember thinking, never really thinking preppy, but now as I like, I was like looking back on it, like when that really started like high school kind of time for me, like ninth or 10th grade, I really felt like I just had to be put together, but I was never mm. one like to wear anything too short. I really wanted things to my knee. So when I think preppy, and I still kind of dress like that, I want to look, always look classic. Yes. Classic never goes out of style. Um, very neat. Um, understated, but still like beautiful. Um, yeah. um, I still wear my pearls. Um, <laughs> like I've had them forever. My grandmother bought me a set of pearls. I still wear my little oh. pearl necklace. Like, I want to make it look like fashion forward, however, understated and just beautiful. So, yeah. you know, and I always tell my daughter, I'm like, you know, it, I never say prep to her, but I'm like, I always manners, you need to look tidy, mm-hmm. you know, tuck your shirt in, I'm, you know, those little things. I kind of feel like that is what, you know, I feel like when I think preppy. I love that. I like how you said put together. I think that's definitely preppy um, and a great answer. So I wanted to ask you, what is the best seller from Millie Marie? Like on your website, what's always the best seller, customer favorite? And then on the uh, flip side to that, what's your personal favorite? Um, I have a few new pieces that I've designed and, um, and launched the best seller right now for ladies it's got to be probably my robes that i did yeah. i i designed a i designed a robe called the miss elizabeth and she's really nice because she's light and it almost it's very easy to travel with that's the one that i would say like i call it the out of the shower robe but at the same time you it has an attached belt so you can tie it in the front you get ready but say you're not you know you have guests downstairs or something you can tie it in the back and it works as a cardigan too so then you can just keep on like your pajama set or whatever and then you have like a cute cardigan so you're kind of getting a two for one everyone has really really loved that um and right now i have it in light pink and then light blue and we have some um other colors coming for the fall that I'm expecting mm-hmm. soon, but that piece has been very popular as well as the, um, Miss Vivian pants set. Everyone's really loved that. I've added a new color for that. 
um, coming. And then my favorite is um, the Miss Sherry sweater. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like I said, yeah. like you can wear it around the house. You can throw it on over anything you have. Like I like to sleep in a tank. So if we have company downstairs or something. I'll just throw on my Sherry. Like I actually have, look down. I have my pink one on this morning just because I had <laughs> on my little tennis skirt and I just throw it on and it really just pulls everything together. You look, you know, look like you can lounge in it and it's comfortable, but at the same time, like if I'm going out for a fall fest or I put some boots on, I can wear my white one or my pink one or my blue one. It is, it's wonderful. And it's, it's heavy enough to keep you warm, but at the same time I wear mine all year long. Mm-hmm. And I have to say the robe, I do love too. I got that piece and I, I, I love the material and I, now I'm going to try tying it in the back and kind of wearing it as a little cardigan um, right? with jeans or something. It's so cute on. I love it. And it looks yeah. like if you tie it just right, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people. I know there's a lot of people like this, but like I have to have the perfect bow. <laughs> I'm obsessed with how my bows look when I tie them, even like on clothing or anywhere. So I'll even tie mine sometimes and then put it on and, my husband was like, what are you doing? I was like, just leave me alone to my crazy. Okay. I need the perfect <laughs> Oh my goodness. So I want to talk to you about what's next. Like you mentioned some little sneak peeks, but could you talk to me about your next collection? Like what are some of those colors maybe, or is there a new style? Like what can people look out for coming out? Um, for the ladies, I... I had a new short set this um, this summer. It was called Miss Charlotte, and it was very, it was popular. I thought it would be popular with more like younger, but I mean, I kind of, across the board, everyone really loved it. Um, it was a little sportier, um, so I'm going to keep that for sure. And um, I may, for spring, because that's kind of like the things that are coming in soon, maybe some thicker stripes. Um, I really like just to stay classic. I don't want to do anything too crazy for this winter. I'm going to bring in some like Navy robes and um, some Navy short sets and long sets just to, you know, I don't really have many dark colors, but this, the Navy that I do have is rich and thick and almost just, it's a lovely color. Um, So that's what I've, I've brought in for fall. Um, I am going to eventually have some, some white pieces that will be new. Um, mm-hmm. I like the look of all white. So that is coming. And um, for the Layette line, there are so many new pieces and they have, they're just now shipping out. I have almost everything shipped out, but beautiful hand embroidered pumpkins on bubbles sweet ducks um, with little bonnets on them um, mm-hmm. and cute teddy bears um, puppy dogs those are like those will be here forever like those are just like a fan favorite and those pieces can just people buy and buy and buy them because you always need a lovely baby gift um, most of the the sets will have a blanket a bib and a hat and um, the retailers have really been going crazy for all the new, I mean, just the intricacy of the hand embroidery. 
Um, I can't wait for people to see it. Um, I've been waiting for a long time to get these and they're all going out. And then my favorite, I think, is I have a new bow. So there's a white layette with like this beautiful pink bow on it. And it has all the matching pieces. So all those will be loading soon to the website as well. So I'll have be able to buy some online. Um, I do, I'm waiting on my photographer right now. We just got through shooting okay. last week. So I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. I'm excited for these stripe pieces. Those sound really cool. You'll love them. You're going to love them. <laughs> so before I let you go, I want to know where people can find you. So tell everyone listening your website URL and your social media handle. That way they can shop, they can follow along and learn more. Okay. Um, so our our website is milliemariepima.com and um, updates typically daily on Instagram. I'm trying to be better at that. <laughs> um, and it's at Millie Marie Lux, L-U-X-E. So those are two of the typically the places that you can find us. Um, if you send me messages, I'm going to reach out. If you order something, I wrap most everything. Um, I put a beautiful bow on it. I'll write a note. If you want me to write something specific, just let me know. If you want me to monogram it, let me know. Um, so I'll, those are the ways to find me. And if anyone has questions or just wants to, to ask for something special, I would just tell them to please reach out. Or um, if you want to collab or do something fun, I would really love that too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. This was so fun learning more about your brand. Um, and now every time I wear my Millie Marie comfy pieces, I, I'll know the whole backstory. I know. Thank you so much. I really like... I love to tell the story and sometimes I know it gets wordy, but there was a, a lot that went into it, but it was, it was all organic and meant to be. So I'm, I'm just so thrilled with it and I hope everyone loves it as much as I do. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 